Welcome to the Equal Yoke, where we are seeking to equip Christian households to be equally yoked in their theology to plow ahead in the Great Commission. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2. I am Zach Hill, your host, followed by and joined by my co-host, my lovely co-host, Morgan, my wife. Hi. Hi. Are you supposed to say something? I don't know. You're just looking at me. Uh, yes, my lord. Because you are the daughter of it, of Sarah. I am. Yes. That's true. But here we go. In other words, I was going to say, let's not the get there yet. All right. So we'll get there eventually. episode one, let's <laughs> not get off the rails. Episode one. Yes. Hello. We told you we would be wearing the same thing if you watched us. And we'll just go on and address some other things when we zoom out. We are shooting this in the library the heartbeat of our home and the library is my domain and I got to choose what it is. And yes, you will see a lot of Egyptian stuff because it's my favorite civilization. And I have Egyptian papyri hanging up with like Akhenaten and the 18th dynasty and uh, Ramesses, the set, all these things. So get over it. I like Egypt. I don't Love think it. anybody was trying to fight you about it there. Uh, I'm just feisted on it, I guess. It's because I'm wearing <laughs> a flat tired. bill with an AR-15 That's on it. it. So episode one of the, uh, Equal Yoke for Season 2 was kind of the introduction of what theology is, systematic theology, a household systematic theology, and the direction that the show is going. So we talked about everyone has a theology, everyone has a systematic theology, everyone has doctrine, and everyone, especially Christian households, all Christian households have a functional systematic theology. It just may be unconscious. So if you want to catch up on that, we're not rehashing that out. Go listen to or watch episode one of season two so you can understand where we're at right here. So today we're going to be carrying that thought forward of if theology is the study of God, how do we know God? Man, this sounds like intro to philosophy at your local government-funded community college, doesn't it? I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Luckily, I didn't pay oh, much attention man. to those classes. How do we know God? It's a good question. That's a good question. This is, you want a $10 word, here you go. This is called epistemology. This is a epistemological question. Can you say it in another form? No. Okay. Uh, it's... <laughs> is, now you've got me sidetracked. Epistemology is simply the study of how we know things. How do we know what we know? So how do we know God? Well, we know God because he has revealed us, revealed himself to us. So he, we have this revelation of God. No, we're not talking about revelation, like the book of the Bible entitled the Revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book of the Bible. We mean a revealing of himself. We know God, and we can know God, because God has revealed himself to his creation in two ways. And Morgan, what are those two ways? First one would be natural revelation. So that would be in creation. Mm -hmm. And then the second way would be special revelation, which would be in his word. Good. Yep. Right. Um that was a quiz. You passed. You can say, keep going. Good job. <laughs> yeah, good job. No, so natural revelation, like you said, creation. He has revealed himself in creation. And there's actually a subset of natural revelation within that. 
since man is created, we're not random big bang dust or something goofy like that. And we're not a solopsis, you know, augmented reality computer simulation. We are created real beings created in the image of God, who is a creating God, created everything that there is. Being created means that we also have God revealed to us in our being. We have his law, so to speak, written on our hearts. As Ecclesiastes says, he has placed eternity in the heart of man. We know that he is there. We know that there's at least a God there, right? Something like that there. And then special revelation, as you said, has taken on many forms, as Hebrews says in Hebrews 1, um, you know, in, in the past, in many ways, in, in you know, the, the, he, God has spoken to our fathers and prophets and all those things, and these last days he's spoken through his son, Hebrews 1. That's my terrible paraphrase because I'm tired. Um, we have these two forms of revelation of God revealing himself. That way we can know who he is. So natural revelation, creation, it speaks and it screams that there's a creating God who has given in purpose and intention to everything. So thinking about right now, we're recording this the first week of November, and I was thinking about this today uh, as I was driving for my job, the leaves falling. They fall at a specific time. They change these colors for a specific purpose, and then they fall for a specific purpose, which is what? To create compost for the soil to keep giving life. It's not random. So all of creation screams, I have a creator. Yeah. We were even having a conversation the other day. Uh, You know, I'm pregnant. Yes, very. (laughs) And uh, just getting towards the end and actually being able to feel the baby move inside of you and stuff like that. And uh, we're just having the conversation of how in the world can someone look at the body of a female Mm. and not believe that a creator actually created uh, the body to do these specific things. It's not random. Yeah, we the were, fact, the we fact were talking that about I, a placenta. I grow, yeah, I grow an extra organ in my body. Right now, I have one to nourish and help this child grow in my womb. And then I lose it. And I'm fine. And then you get pregnant again. But that was just you. That was just, you know, millions of years ago, your ancestors who were just squishy, spineless amoeba fish, like adapted to be able to do that. Yeah, that would be. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of adaptation. (laughs) So not only does creation, birds, bees, and, well, not, man. (laughs) The birds and the the bees. (laughs) Birds and dogs, goodness, birds, dogs, flowers, trees, wind, uh, rocks, uh, a, a stream. They scream, I have a creator, I have a purpose, all of these things. And we know that it's not random. We know that it's not. Not only does that beckon to us the revelation of God, but also our self-awareness, the fact that, you know, unless you have something that is deficient in you, we acknowledge it, that because of sin there are those instances. But to every uh, 
normal or whatever word you want to use, uh, untainted mind that is able to have self-awareness, it points us outside of ourselves to see creation and know something is wrong. Yeah. We can see the beauty of a sunset and we can see the beauty of a flower, but then we can also see the destruction of a tornado or a hurricane like Ian that came through this year and go, huh, something's, something's, something's wrong. That's, that's why they call them, even your scientists call them what natural disasters. Yeah. We know that we don't, Oh yeah, no, that's fine. No big deal. Don't worry about that. Yeah. It killed a bunch of people. That's just part of it. We, we know that something's wrong and that there's devastation and losing human life. We know that there's something is wrong. We know that death is wrong. We know outside of ourselves that there are universal morals and mores built into the world. That's the law written on our hearts. That's the law written on our hearts. You know, one of the best places to talk about uh, natural revelation in the Bible, before we get to the Bible, is Romans 1 that says... You know, God's attributes, his invisible attributes, namely, have been perceived since the creation of the world. You see him in creation. You see all these things. It's written on the hearts. There is no excuse. Natural revelation is enough to know that there is a God. There is enough to know that there is a God and that there is something wrong and that you should seek after him. And there is no excuse if you do not do that. That's what Romans 1 is all about. It's it's the the classic argument of well, what about a pygmy tribe in, you know, the middle of the Amazon? Yeah. It's written on their hearts. They know, and they suppress it in unrighteousness. They're supposed to be reaching out for him, and going to him, because he's written it on their hearts, and they will not, they cannot. So we have natural revelation. Is natural revelation enough to know all there is to know about God? Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> that for audio only, there was like a little head shake because I, Morgan is also quite tired as well. Sorry. No, special revelation is needed. Yeah, special revelation is ne- necessary. So you could say that this is the doctrine of the teaching of the necessity of Scripture. Why do we need special revelation, Morgan? Um, it actually gives us clear and precise knowledge of God. Mm. Uh, it is his word revealed to us. So it is, I mean, the word made flesh mm-hmm. in Jesus. So uh, he has given this to us. He, yep. he And he has given us what he needs us to know. Yeah, we have the special revelation of, of the creating power of God made flesh in Christ. So that's one form of special revelation. We have special revelation in, in God... Uh, intervening in human history in events, uh, flood, Red Sea, um, those types of things. The, the uh, most specifically the the cross of Christ and all these things. This is special revelation, but the ultimate form of special revelation are all of these events and all of these, uh, like you said, Christ. I mean, that would be an event. Christ being incarnated. Um, being compiled together and written down in his word. 
in the Bible, in the scriptures. Special revelation takes the big picture of natural revelation and answers the questions of, okay, there's a God. Well, who is he? There's something wrong. What is that? And what do, what do we do? About, what do I do about it? And how do I play a part in all of this? Like, what is my purpose? Yeah. So special revelation, uh, it makes God personal. Yes, exactly. That's a wonderful way to put it. Special revelation takes the broad concept of there is a God, a creator, something's wrong. I'm, I'm real. I'm a person. There's things wrong with me. There's all these issues and hones in and makes God personal and knowable. Um, to, to paraphrase uh, Calvin, special revelation comes from God giving his creation a better knowledge of himself and he has done that in the past through events and people, which he has guided to be recorded along the way in what is known as the Bible. So guess that guess what that means you need to fully know God? The full Bible. You need the full counsel of God. Yeah. You need the scriptures. Yes, you can know that there is a God without the Bible, but you cannot know the true God. You cannot know him personally and who he is and what he expects of us without it. We need it. We know that we are to go after him. We know that we are sinners in nature. Is written on our hearts is broken. We are without excuse, Romans 1, but we need the scriptures. We need special revelation to know God fully. So as we're thinking about this and we're helping you formulate a household systematic theology, we want to think about some examples and application along the way uh, to really drive this point home. So, Morgan, how do we know that stealing is wrong? How do we know that stealing is wrong? I mean, okay, yeah, it's Ten Commandments. Well, stealing, or, you know, that's one of the Ten Commandments. Or, well, stealing is just wrong. Well, why? <laughs> that's normally the question people can't answer. Uh, especially one that's but it, because it's just wrong. You don't yeah. do that. It says who? Yeah, by what standard? Yeah, to 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 go on and throw that out. Like says who? By what standard? Who says it's wrong? Yeah. So how do we know that stealing's wrong? Because the law of God was written on our hearts as being image bearers of Him. Right. It's written on our hearts. Uh, how do we know that stealing's wrong? It, it's even written in a, in nature. Think about this. Okay. You animal lovers out there, let me switch back here so I can talk to this camera. How to do. You animal lovers out there, if you have a dog, it's a well-trained dog, and you give your dog a bone, and then you have another dog come off the street into your backyard or wherever you're at and steal that dog's bone, what is your dog going to do? It's going to fight it. He's going to fight it. He's not going to be happy about it because it's his. It is... Uh, it. it it belongs to him. It's his territory. It's his property. It's his. Special revelation, the Bible, it tells us how to deal with that law that's written on our heart that sometimes we do understand of like, I'm not supposed to kill people, and but we don't understand why. It tells us how to deal with that law that's written upon our hearts and within the book of nature. Special revelation. We need the scriptures. We need to know who God is. We need to 
be able to search him and know him if we're to glorify him and enjoy him forever we need more than nature so how could we apply this to uh those that are listening and watching how could we get them to start facilitating discussion about why you need special revelation um i think even before that i'm thinking of more of a household that has children mm-hmm. uh, this is one thing that we've really started being uh, very just intentional about is actually using natural revelation to lead to conversations about special revelation with oh, yeah, kids. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's um, good. Yeah. So go outside, see the beautiful trees, thank the Lord for it, explain, explain God's uh, just creative design in the leaves changing colors, right? and then take them to the scriptures and show them, okay, well... You see, God created this, so now we can go to the scriptures. The heavens and, and the see, earth The heavens declare and the earth declare the glory. glory of God. So now let's go to scripture and see what it has to say about this God who created this tree. Right. Um, that's, that's a really great way to bring in the little ones mm-hmm. um, because they're very visual learners. And so, and even just making a habit with your kids, I think is great. It is because what it does is it, it actually forces you back to Christ having that child on his lap mm-hmm. um, in the Gospels and saying, come unto me like yeah. this child. And we so often um, drive down the road. It's fall right now when we're recording this. It's the first week of November and the leaves are falling and they're gorgeous. And you're driving down the road and the leaves are blowing and they're hitting your window and you're just like, Oh man. And you you turn the, the wipers on because you're, you're too busy listening to something on the radio or you're in a, you're thinking about something and you're in a bad mood and you never stop and pull over on the side of the road. And you just look at the trees and you look at the rolling Hills or wherever you're at and go, this is astounding. Yeah. Or even a sunset. Our daughter is just fascinated with yeah. sunsets. she, for probably two years now, that's her favorite thing to draw and color mm-hmm. is a sunset. And when she first started, that's the only thing she drew yeah. was for everyone. And she will see one out the window and just, Mommy, Daddy, come here. You've got to see how beautiful yeah, the yeah, sky okay, is. Yeah, okay. We're busy. No. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But it's like to be able to stop and, and she gets it. Like she knows. And it's been uh, a way for me to have a conversation with her to even say, God didn't have to do that. He, he could have he could have instantly made day turn to night. But instead, he was intentional about creating beauty in the sky. Mm-hmm. And so how can that lead me into who God is in the scriptures? It's a very easy lead mm-hmm. into that. And so to just have that naturally in your home of yep. yes, you a hundred percent need special revelation. Like we need the Bible. But to be able to marry those two, um, I think is one one way to not even just realign us as adults, but to begin training your kids. Yeah, it's like the outer, the outer and inner rings of something, right? Mm-hmm. The the outer and inner uh, layers of something. When you have special revelation, when we had the privilege of having the scriptures, and then we go to nature, it all comes alive. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, we, we need not divorce them. 
we can separate them to say this is what it is and this is what this is, but you can't have you can't just have one by itself. Yeah. There's a reason why I gave us right. both. You, you can't just say, well, I don't need any of that. I've got special revelation. Okay, but you're a part of creation. Yeah. You can't get away from you're that. You're part of that so natural revelation. You, you need that. And so special revelation is needed. How do we know God? We know him through nature. We know it because he's written his law upon our hearts. We have eternity in our hearts, but we also have to have special revelation. It is necessary to have scripture to fully know him so that we know who he is what he expects of us uh, his delight in us salvation and all of these theological concepts again theology being the study of him all these theological concepts and doctrines so that we can properly live anything that you want to close on i think i'm good all right well this has been episode two of season two of the equal yoke. We pray that this is a blessing to you. We pray that you're able to begin formulating uh, these discussions with your your household, whether that be husband and wife only, husband and wife and kids, uh, people that are dating or courting, even even those that are single and older, you know, widow or widowers, just thinking about these issues. Maybe they haven't sat down in a while and thought through these things. We pray that you are able to facilitate these discussions and begin thinking about these issues because they do matter. So we will see you and hear from you next time. If this has been beneficial to you, we would ask that you would like and subscribe and share and rate and all those things that you do with social media and podcasts and all that fun stuff. And so we will yoke back up with you link back up with you on the next episode to continue plowing ahead for the gospel and the great commission anything else morgan nope all right god bless and godspeed and we will see you on the next episode